And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 56. As always, this podcast is presented by Oldbridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Oldbridge Pizza. Shout out to Larry for sponsoring us this season. Week one preview. Kurtzman, take it away. Long awaited. This should have been, I think, if we had no Corona times, this would have been championship weekend. Mm. So... Very excited to finally start our season. I, I'm happy we're getting a season in. Um, season's going to look a lot different this year. There's going to be 11 teams, as all of us know. Um, we're going to take some precautions due to coronavirus, such as less fans, less people on the field, social distancing, temperatures taken, a bunch of stuff like that. You'll have all that sent by your captains from me to them, and then they'll relay the information to you. So you guys should be getting that in your group text, all probably the, the rules tonight. and everything. By the time you hear this, you'll probably have it. You should have it in your group text. If not, ask your captain so that you can send it, because I want everyone to at least read it once, know what's going on, know what to expect. Um, we are playing at Raritan Bay Cougars Field. I understand that might not be the greatest thing to hear from some of you, but let's just put it like this coronavirus made it very difficult to get fields saturdays are a big day for high school sports and if we wanted to have a league this is where it has to start i'm not saying it's where it's going to end because i'm still trying to figure out when eventually i can get us off this field but for right now i just want to say this and and to to back kurtzman up here and i know some people are going to be upset about and others really won't care but um we originally had the sjv field and then obviously COVID-19 took you know that away from us and then they get a new athletic director and a lot of things have changed we've been trying really hard you know to find turf to get a field it is really not easy right now but um that doesn't mean that we're, we're giving up just for the time being right now we'll be at Cougars there are some other fields that are potentially in play and we will keep you guys updated the moment we know anything I just wanted to say Kurtzman has been trying extremely hard to get um, a field for us. So I, I just wanted to back you up there, Chris. Yeah, no. Um, I don't think most people will care because most people want to have a league. Yeah. And I wanted to have a league. So if that's just how it has to go, in the beginning at least, listen, we all know that the best players, the best teams are going to win regardless of where you play. So if you know you can play, this shouldn't be a problem to you. Alright, um, is there anything else that you want to get into before, we have a lot, we have five games to get into five, a week now. Listen, so five games a day, which means these podcasts are going to be a little bit longer. Um, yeah. A lot of different players to talk about, brand new teams to discuss. I know we've had a couple podcasts talking about the teams, talking about the quarterbacks. But but now we can talk about how teams match up against each other. Yeah. So that, that always adds a little listen, bit of Listen, we're blind. We're blind right now. We don't know how these teams are about to come out and play. We've seen some scrimmages. Um, but other than that, really, it's going to be... We're going to see a lot of changes from week one, week two to week one, week one from week two. So week one's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, this is, again, like Chris Winter said, this is blind, obviously... Um, my father, Tommy Savaro, is joining us here. Now he's at the podcast, ready to go. Um, like we talked about on the pod last week, we are for our picks, we are now writing them down before we all discuss them so there's no more, oh, he went first. So none of that. We have none of that. We're just going to jump right into the games here. Um, for Actually, Dad, do you have anything to say before we talk about the games? Are you excited? Anything, you know, overview of the season, preview, anything? Yeah, I kind of like the way the draft went. I think uh, everyone's pretty evenly matched. I'm excited to see the new players in the league, especially the new quarterbacks in the league. So, uh, again, this is all, you know, I won't know. I won't get a, a good feel for the league until uh, until after the first uh, week or two. Yeah, no, um, I just wanted to say, with Ty being the head of the Ref Association, you know, um, there's going to be some rules that are going to be, like, taken more strictly. And I think since everyone's probably listening at this point in the podcast, we haven't started doing the picks yet, I want to say it now. Some penalties um, this year that... 
are going to be called more. They're going to be looked. The refs are going to be more conscious about calling them. Are tackling on the quarterback and tackling on anybody. I really want to remove that from our game. I know it happens. A lot of us are high level athletes that are moving fast on the field. I understand it happens, but we need to show intent on every play to be trying to grab the flag. Um, tackling the quarterback is not going to be um, tolerated. Also, flag guarding. Stiff arming. Get it out of your game because it's going to get called. We, if the ref sees the full extension of the arm, whether you hit somebody with it or not, they're going to call it. I'm, I'm telling them. I want it to be out of the league by midseason so we're not dealing with these calls in the later half of the year. So in the beginning of the season, be ready for it to be called because it's going to be called. I'm telling you that now so you're not surprised week one when your team gets called for three flag guards because we're trying. I want it out of it because it it the whole point of flag football is that, so that you just have to grab the flag. If you're being impeded from grabbing it, other than legal ways, it's not. It's taking away from the game. So I just want to say that now. The refs are going to be more conscious about calling some fouls. All right, Dad, you heard that. You got to call some flag guards now. So get ready to get right, yelled at. Just, be more, yeah, just get, be more conscious. Get ready to get no, all mass refs just be more week. conscious about it. But uh, let's get into the games for sure. All right, first uh, game. Well, there's two games at 10 o'clock. So, we'll start with one of the 10 o'clock games. We are going uh, the Bills versus the Patriots. Kurtzman, can you read me the rosters of these two teams so we know exactly who is playing in this game? Yeah. So for the Bills, quarterbacking is Nick Suroff. Receivers would be Quinn Hodge-Grant, Zach Charest, Prem Patel, Femi, and Mike DeRose and Steven Sanchez. Lyman would be John Misha, Amir Chambers, Jay Cobrin, and Mike DeRose. Mm. That was the that was everyone on that roster. And for the Patriots, Tommy Galanti playing quarterback, Abby Mansurey, Austin Ehrenfeld, Jay Kodros, Paulie Coldenado, Kevin Christie, Dane Lupton, Suleiman, Christian Carataro, and Giuseppe Capasso. Okay. Um, I will start off. I'll make the first pick of the uh, of the year. I have a theme today, but I'm going against my own theme in the first in the first game. So you have a theme in the first game. You're going against the. Theme. I'm gonna got I'm it, gonna I'm it. gonna tell you my theme later. I, I, I probably probably know what your theme is, but I'm gonna take the Patriot in this one. I'm gonna take Gaunty. I know they have not scrimmaged yet, but I'm 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 not really taking him because um, Suroff and the Bills got blown out against IB team in the scrimmage because that really doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just gonna take um, uh, the Patriots. Sorry, excuse me. I'm, I'm forgetting the names here. Um, I'm gonna take the Patriots and Tommy Gaunty here because. I honestly have seen him getting working at Lombardi, whereas I haven't seen Surf, so I probably have a little bit of bias towards that because I haven't seen Surf play since the one-day tournament. But I think Tommy's been putting the work in every day. I know I've seen Abby on Instagram putting work in, lifting weights and stuff. I've seen Jay Kodros uh, at the field with him over there. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's a good way to start off the season with two rookie quarterbacks playing against each other in, early in the 10 o'clock games. Going to kick us off nicely. Um, nice start for the season. But I really don't have much to say on like how these two teams match up against each other because I think it comes down to a lot of it comes down to the quarterback play and I think this is going to be a, I would say this would be a sloppy game because they're both rookie quarterbacks and a lot of people in the league who there are a lot of people in the in the in this game who have played in the league but in terms of I think you know um, who was playing with Suroff that told me was it Zach Shray actually told me that he's very confident in the way that Suroff gets into the huddle and calls plays and controls the huddle. So I think that's going to be a good advantage for the Bills. I have not seen Tommy do that yet, but I assume that he could. I'm just going to give uh, Patriots slight edge in this game. I'll go something along the lines of I'll go 20, what, I'll say 22 to 20, I'll say. Maybe 22-21, kind of a score. One or two-point game. I think it'll be very close. Conversions. We haven't talked about conversions yet. We'll talk. I'm sure it'll be the biggest thing we talk about after week one because of how important they are. 
Uh, but I'm gonna lean towards Tommy and the Patriots in this one. You wanna go next, and I'll give more of like an actual analysis yeah. of the matchups. So you can go next in your pack. Sure. Um, I'm again just as TJ said. There, these are two teams I, I really haven't seen a lot out of. I mean, aside from um, Abby playing, I know I know Abby, I know Austin, I know um, uh, Paulie. Paulie had a great year last year, led the league in touchdowns. Am I right? Yes. So uh, you know that's a really good base for for Tommy to work with. But uh, I think I'm going to go with the, the Bills here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, between the two quarterbacks, I've seen uh, Serhoff in the one-day tournament. Uh, like I said, I was impressed. The way he threw the ball, loved the way, you know, tight spirals, the way a ball comes out of his hand. Uh, he's got command of a huddle uh, from what I heard, uh, the, the, you know, the players that he played with. Um, I, I do like Q. Q is always, a, you know, one of my favorites in the league, a tremendous athlete. Uh, a lot of good players on defense, so, uh, you know, if anything that could help Serhoff, I think his defense will help him out. Prem, uh, Zach Charest, yeah. he got a, a, you know, he's got a good defensive line. He's got um, Amir. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I think his, I think defense is going to help out tremendously in this game on both sides. So I think, ironically, it's not who quarterback plays the best. I think whatever defense plays the best. Okay. So you're taking the Bills this game. now. Okay. I'm going to go with the Bills. All right, so I'll try to give you guys more of a um, in-depth, like what I how I think the game can kind of go, who's going to win what matchup. So one thing I like is that Suroff at least has played flag football. Not that I, not that Tommy Galante, I don't, I'm not 100% sure Tommy Galante hasn't. I've just never seen him play flag. I've seen Suroff in multiple tournaments. I saw him in our own tournament. So at least I know that he knows kind of what works and what doesn't work in a flag league as Galante, um, he's going to have to rely on some of his other players that have played in the league to help him out, calling plays, getting guys going. What I'm, the matchup I'm looking to see is, so Tommy Galante has three receivers, 6'3 and above. Abby, Jay Kodros, Paulie Caldonado. Mm. Is he going to be able to take advantage of that size against receiver uh, corners that are a little bit on the shorter side? Q, uh, Quinn, and Prem. Zach. Zach is 6'1". Zach's that's not good size for a corner. I was saying uh, Zach could match up, though. Zach's yeah. in, no, Zach's going to have to match up. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Q, Prem, and Zach can't handle that, but that's going to be that's probably going to be the matchup of the game that might decide the game. I know I'm big on winning the game in the trenches. That's where the game is won, but I think this game could be one of the outsides with one or two big plays because both offense, like you said, are going to be possibly sloppy or haven't played in the league before. Um, I'm taking the Bills, with that all being said. Mm. Um, I think Suroff having experience, at least having his team basically all get out there for a game, getting your ass kicked by IB isn't always the worst thing. No, we saw last year. No shame we in saw it. last year Rob L lose 50 nothing to IB and then come back and beat Augie the same day IB. 20 minutes later. Right. No, oh, Rob oh, lost yes, to yes, IB yes, and yes, then the, beat Augie. Yes. Um, so, I thought you were talking about Rob L beat IB no, in a scrimmage. That's no, what I thought no, you were talking about. Um, so I like the Bills. I think the Bills own the edge in the trenches. Misha, I'm not sure who's going to play third lineman for either team. Both teams have two good linemen. I'm not sure who's going to be the third lineman. That could also be a deciding factor. I heard factor Suroff is very good on the line, too. No, oh I, yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm talking about offensive lineman for each team. Oh, okay, who's going to be the okay, third offensive okay. lineman for each team? Because we know in this league, the defense, obviously, the defensive lineman chooses who he wants to go up against. Yeah. So most teams are going to put their best D lineman on your worst offensive lineman. You're going to have to compensate and figure out how to get it done. So I think whoever's third lineman is better and able to control the rush on their side more gives their quarterback a better chance to win. Um, like I said, I'm taking the Bills, but I'm taking it in a very narrow edge as I think that the offenses will be sloppy in week one. I think, yeah, agreed. I think we all think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, you guys have an opportunity to go one up on me. I have an opportunity to go up one on you already. Um, anything else on this game before we move on? I'm really excited to watch some of these guys play. Like you said, like I'm excited to watch Misha play. I'm excited to watch, the, obviously, the quarterbacks. Jake Kodros in this game. I'm, he's making his league debut. Will Abby show up? 
I'm think, calling you out. I, I think Abby's showing up. up. I think nah, Abby's showing up. up. Straight up. Show up. Um, I like I like where this game is headed. I think it's gonna be a really good one. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Bucks versus the Packers, the other ten o'clock game on the opening weekend of the Bear Down Sports Association Flag Football League. All right, uh, Kurtzman, I'll let you start off with this one. Oh, I was, I was going to read the team. Oh, first. sorry. Yes, yes. Read the rosters. Thank All right, you. so the rosters. The Packers, Mike Gargano quarterbacking with Miles Williams, Ving Gargano, Anthony LaTempa, Vinarina, Brand Giles, Wiz, Rich Ritter, Matt Schaefer, and Antonio Rocchio will be playing against the Buccaneers, who is led by Joe DeMeo, Mark DeMeo, Mike Oliva, Damian Lawaka, Billy Andrews, Mike Freeman, John Romano, Sam Allen, Eddie Welsh, and Darnell Sessler. Mm. Um, you want me to start off with this one, I guess? Yes. Um, so I, to get my pick out of the way before I start talking a little about it, I'm picking the Bucks um, over the Packers. I like the way Joe DeMeo's team has looked through two scrimmages. The first scrimmage they played against Augie, offense was a little slow, but the defense was very good against Augie, also seeing his first action of the new season. Um... I like the line for the Buccaneers. I like Mark DeMeo being able to do a lot off the line, catching the ball off the line. We saw a lot of that in the scrimmage. Mark DeMeo is one of the most unguardable guys in the league. I think Joe DeMeo is going to use him a lot. Mike Oliva is also another guy who Joe finally got the ball to a lot in this past scrimmage against Rob L. He saw a mic to do, so I think they build a little bit of chemistry continually going forward. Um, I'm just a little concerned for the Packers on who are going to be your second and third guys on offense and defense. I'm talking about defensive backs and uh, receivers. Not saying that Vingorgano, Brand Giles, Rich Ritter, and Tony Rocco not, are not capable. I just want to see it before I believe it. So I'm going to take Joe DeMeo in this one as I believe that his experience and championship pedigree will prevail. Dad, what was your pick in this game? Okay, I'm going to go with the uh, Bucks on this one. Wow. Uh, I think that uh, first game out, uh, did, did uh, Gargano's team scrimmage at all? No. No. Yeah, so I think I think Mike's gonna be a little rusty. I think he's gonna be a little uh, interception prone, a little turnover prone. <laughs> okay. I know he'll hate me for this, but I, I just he's got to get into a rhythm, and if he hasn't gotten to that rhythm yet, it, it could hurt him. Uh, also, uh, Joe DeMeo last year didn't play quarterback, stepped in for one game and played a hell of a game for a different team. For a different team, team. he hasn't even played. For. Right, right. Team he didn't play for, and he was phenomenal. So uh, I, I like his leadership. I like the team he drafted. I think they're going to be very strong defensively, and I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. I'm going to take the Bucks here as well. I kind of hate the fact that we made our picks before we do this now because I 100% would have switched to the Packers if I watched both of you take the, the Bucks. This is exactly what we're trying to erase. Yeah, from yeah, the I don't, yeah. I, I hate. I already hate this, but I took I, I took the Bucks because they scrimmaged twice, and the Packers haven't scrimmaged twice at all. At all. That's what I'm saying. They haven't scrimmaged, and my, I know Mikey's been on the golf course. I don't know if he's been how much football he's been throwing, but um, on a ser- on a serious note, they just haven't played together yet. Um, I expect Miles to be a beast throughout the season, but this is also his first game, and he's gonna have to get acclimated and see exactly how he wants to, you know, impact the game where he wants to play and how and how he wants to play. Um, I was talking to Miles about it. I said, "You guys haven't scrimmaged. I can't pick you until I've seen you guys play." So, with that being said, like you said, the Bucks have scrimmaged twice already. I know Joe's gonna come out super organized and ready, and I expect Mikey to come to come out and be organized the day of. Him and Vin and, will definitely yes, be ready to play and this I game. Think, and I think also. Um, in terms of how they play defense, it's gonna be really interesting because they're all we talked about. They're all like ex football players, so they probably have like really like familiar terminology and would know how to communicate on the field together. So I think that's gonna be an upside for them, but maybe just not in week one because they haven't played together yet. So I am gonna go with the Bucks. I think it's I think this one's gonna be a good game as well. I would not be shocked at all if Mikey come out and plays really well and they win the game. But 
I have to take the Bucks because the Packers just have not scrimmaged yet. And two games to none, two scrimmages to no scrimmages, that's a big difference. They probably already have a little bit of a feel for how they want to play, whereas the Packers do not. So I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, um, just to get close out of this game. Um, scrimmaging, at least before the season, was very important because I know there are guys on my team that I needed to see how they played in real-life game situations. And if you don't know exactly how everyone's going to play when you put them out in positions, it can hurt you at times on defense and on offense. How guys run routes, how guys guard people. If you're playing a zone, can you communicate well on the field? I just think that a team who's played twice and a team who's played zero times, it definitely puts one team at an edge. I hate that we all pick the same team yeah. because <clears throat> that almost is like, oh, the Bucks are a lot. Yeah, the Bucks are not, not a lot. lot. There, week one, I don't think there's uh, there's no there's no locks in this league. Week one, I think I think everyone needs to figure out how they want to use their players. Scrimmages are good for that. But with that all being said, if the Packers win this game, I'm not surprised one bit because um, who's going to guard Miles on on yeah. the. The team, Michael Leva is going to have to step in the fire, and Michael Leva is well more than capable, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be a good game. I'm not expecting anything better than anything worse than a blowout. Like, this shouldn't be a blowout at all. Okay. I, I think we're, we're all going to say that every game is going to be a good game because we do truly feel like that. Yeah, but I mean, as season goes on, you know, some oh, games yeah, are yeah, be yes, yes, yes. That as happens season every season. All right, let's get into the next game here, Kurtzman. Give me the 11 15 game Seahawks versus the Dolphins. Give me the rosters on these two teams right here. So the Dolphins are led by Zach Sobieski, former MVP, form, former two-time MVP, I should say, and former one-time league champion. Dylan Charest, Matt Hughes, Ryan Morick, TJ Angstad, Sean McDonald, Zach Bilheimer, Julian Rivera, Cody Norton, and Ryan Semino. And for the Seahawks, they have newcomer Chase James as the quarterback with Joe Pipp, Paul Ferrali, John Samarco, Justin Santiago, Emmerich Sawyer, Jordan Fetterman, Steve Schaefer, Luigi Lupino, and Jack Kujit. Mm. Um, do you want me to start? I will. No, you started last time. All right. Yeah, Dad, you start this time. All right, I'm going to go with the Dolphins, and the sole reason is because Sobieski is the quarterback. Uh, I just don't bet against that kid. Uh, he's he's LeBron-like. Oh. <laughs> LeBron, that's who I, you're getting called, the, the so kid, you're the LeBron kid now. The kid, year in and year out, is mentioned as the best player in the league, so how do you bet against a guy like that? Uh, and if it's week one and it's new teams and we're just going to go on sheer talent alone, the guy with the with the ball in his hand the most is going to be the guy that I'm going to bet on, and that's going to be Zach. All right. I am I'm also— sorry, No disrespect to Chase or anyone yeah. else. I think Chase is a hell of a fucking quarterback. Like, Chase is a rookie, but he's really not a rookie. No. Because he has so much experience playing quarterback and flag football and was in the league last year. Like, Chase is a rookie in terms of quarterback rookie, but he played a lot of games for Clemson last year. Um, last season, I should say. But I am also, I feel like you, Dad. I'm taking the Dolphins here. I am going to roll with Sobes. I know they didn't look good in their scrimmage. Um, I know there's some some beef in the locker room with Dylan right now. Yeah. But um, I think I think they're going to come out and look really good. I think Dylan's going to score a few times. I think Sobes is going to come out there and dominate like he usually does. Um, I'm really excited for the Seahawks team. I'm excited to watch Joe Pibb. I'm excited to watch Paul Ferrali back in the league as well. Like I said, excited to watch Chase at quarterback. I think this one comes down to... Uh, the Dolphins are trailing with going into the last possession, and I think Sobes comes in and comes down the field and, and wins the game on the final possession there for them. Going to be a really close one. I am leaning the Dolphins, though, because I am just not going to bet against Sobes in the first week of the season. All right, so I guess that leaves me. Uh, I'll give some um, I'll give some insight on the game before I give my pick. So what I like about the Seahawks, I like that Chase is a upper-level elite athlete in yes. terms of making plays with his feet and with his arm. So he's not someone that you, you're you just going to roll over on any game. 
I like that he has a good chemistry with Joe Pip in many five football tournaments, five football seasons, um, Skamook seasons, intramural seasons, so I know they have good report. Paul Ferrelli has been showing out in other leagues, so I'm excited to finally see him back in a receiver role. We Last time we saw him play was with the Jets, and he was playing quarterback, so that wasn't a fair assessment of him. Um, one thing I'm concerned about with the Seahawks is possible lack of linemen catching the ball threat off the um, off of the line of scrimmage when the play is breaking down. One of the big things in this league is that every lineman is eligible, and uh, Justin Santiago and Steve Schaefer are just two bigger kids, don't move as well, so I'm not sure if they are receiving threats that the defense needs to worry about at all times. So the Seahawks are probably going to have to work through the fact that two of their guys on the field aren't necessarily guys that are threats to catch the ball on the field. Um, not saying they can't catch, but when they get the ball, they're not going. Yak isn't going yeah, yeah. to be there. So that's a big thing from linemen sometimes in our league. So that's one thing that the, the Seahawks are going to have to overcome. One thing I love about the Seahawks is their defensive line. Against mm-hmm. the Dolphins' offensive line, which I'm a little skeptical about, more so because I played against them and I felt like my defensive line kind of had a lot of success in that game playing against them. So I just hope that the Dolphins' offensive line is ready to play because – uh, the Seahawks defensive line is going to be making plays all day in the backfield. Sobes is going to have to, I think Sobes is going to have to call plays this year. He's going to have to not be as just improvisation. He's going to really have to look to get Dylan the ball. Who's going to step up as the number two receiver? It will be Angstad, will be McDonald, um, Julian Rivera, Cody Norton, Ryan Semino, one of those guys. Um, I'm really excited for this one. I, I think, think TJ is going to have a really good year for Sobes. TJ could have a very good year, and I wouldn't doubt it one bit. With my pick, I am going to take the Seahawks. Mm. Um, mm. I did not. You can attest to it. I did not change my pick. It is what I've written down is, the entire time. Is it because time. you? Is it because you played Sobs' team and watched them? No, I just think that <laughs> I don't know about Sobs' team. I know Sobs is very good, but I'm a little hesitant about their team going forward. And listen, people told me to be more honest, so on the podcast, <laughs> so I'm being more honest about it. Um, I'm a little nervous about that their team, their offensive line play, and if Sobs isn't on his game, they could be in trouble. I'm taking the Seahawks. Very close one. I think um, I'm just looking at the time right now. We're only 20 minutes in. These podcasts, as the season goes on and we become way f- more familiar oh with teams and how they play, that's going to be close to an hour, I would say, yeah. for each pod. But this one, like, Kurtzman has the rosters in I'm front trying of him. To give, I'm yeah, trying to yeah, give you guys yeah, yeah, as we, much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurtzman is the one really giving you the breakdown of the game here because me and my dad, we don't have our, the rosters in front I of us. And Kurtz, Kurtzman saw more scrimmages, scrimmages than us. Now. But obviously, we'll be there watching everything. Dad, you'll be refing three of the five games every week, so you'll see a lot, and you'll have you know on-field knowledge of, of what's actually going on. Unfortunately, so. I can't see every game, but uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, no, I get we'll get you. Game. We'll get you. Uh, we'll make sure that you get a good what's it um, rotation rotation seeing every team every play, team. Yeah, so, so you, you get yeah, yes, for sure. Um, I think that's it for this one. You, Kurtzman, took the Seahawks. You Me too. and my dad took the Dolphins. I think I took the underdog here for sure. Yeah. Um, I think in the first game it's probably an even game, and then the second game maybe the Bucks are favorites because they played. Yeah. That's probably about it. But besides that, these games are very favorite. even. Yeah. Um, and then this game, I'm definitely taking the underdog. But I like Chase. I think he's going to make plays with his feet. Um, also, on the defensive line, Dylan isn't playing defensive line for the Dolphins. The defensive line for the Dolphins is somewhat slower besides Zach Bilheimer. So they're going to have a tough time getting Chase. Right. So that's where I have with that one. All right, let's do the other 11-15 game. Ravens versus the Cardinals. I am excited for this one. Kurtzman, read me the rosters of both of these teams. Please. All right, the Ravens, red, led by second-year quarterback Rob Lacante, Matt Esposito, Liam Knowles, Tommy Torrey, Fat Pete, John Harnish, Pasquale Fuda, Dylan Perrone, Mahmoud Chalet, and Matt Ballow. Okay. And for the Cardinals, led by Joe Piscopo, returning for his second season, third season in the league, second season now playing quarterback, 
his team is. Nick Tompkins, Nick Douglas, Mike Musi, Ed Zalek, Joe Ivanak, Mike Kramer, uh, Tyler Angel, James Williams, and TJ Brown. Mm, okay. I'll start off with this one. Um, my pick is the Ravens in this game. I don't think that the Cardinals have scrimmaged yet. If I'm not mistaken, they have not scrimmaged yet. I know they have practiced. Uh, I'm picking the Ravens a lot to do because I like Rob L's attitude. I'm a big Rob L fan this season, and I like where he's at and, and how they scrimmaged and how they beat IB's team and played really well. I'm picking also against the Cardinals because Joe is hurt, and I don't know if he's playing quarterback week one, and I don't know if... Um, I've never seen Kramer play, so I can't really comment on him and how he plays quarterback. Joe's very high on him, thinks he's going to do a fine job if he can't go. So, and, and I'm not, and so I just personally, maybe I'm a little bit ignorant to it, but I just don't know him as an athlete and how he plays. I guess I'll have to see it in the first week. But I am going to go, and that comes down to, hey, now if Kramer's playing quarterback, he's a rookie quarterback. Whereas Rob Bell, this is his third go around at quarterback, second time as a captain. He likes his team. He's very confident. A little bit of a revenge game for Spo. Playing against his boys, I think you know Rob Bell and Spo get going. And I like them in this one. You want me to go? Or you... sure, go okay, so I'll give you more of an in-depth. Um, I picked the Ravens, but I'm going to say it now: if Joe Piscopo was healthy and definitely, like, I don't know if he's we don't know if he's playing. I hope he gets out there, but with him being kind of hurt, maybe not being moved as well. I'm taking the Ravens, but if Joe Piscopo was healthy, I'd be taking the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And here's why: I love the Cardinals line, but in front of him, he has probably three of the top blocking offensive linemen in the league: in Nick Tompkins, Nick Douglas, and Mike Musi. Yeah, his boy Mike Musi came and played for the Titans last year, and I was really impressed with him. He'd be like the third lineman, I guess you could say, and so and he was very good receiver the ball, so I kind of like their team with Ed Zalek, Joe Ivanak, Mike Kramer. Those are a lot of guys that are athletes, can make plays um, with Piscopo also back there on defense as an athlete. I am very excited about the Cardinals as a long season play. I think I'll be picking them a lot. I think they're going to be a team that gets better as season goes on, but I really like them. I would like them to win this game if their quarterback was healthy. Um, let me talk about the Ravens real quick. I love the Ravens' weapons. Spo and Liam. That gets Rob two big targets to throw to, two guys who are going to make plays for him at all times. He has a good line in front of him. Tommy Torrey, Fat Pete, John Harnish, and Dylan uh, Perone. And he has Mahmoud, who always ends up making plays somehow every every week. And so does Matt Ballow, who did have two big plays, an interception and a pass breakup in the scrimmage I went and watched. So I'm excited about their team also. Um, I'm taking the Ravens. But if the Cardinals win, I'm not shocked. I like the Cardinals as a long-season play as well, Kurtzman. Dad, what's your pick in this one? Well, I think the Cardinals have the best line in this league, both sides of the ball, yeah. offense and defense, as long as you got Tompkins and Douglas playing on, on, in those spots. Uh, again, Piscopo not playing or, or question mark. We don't know if he is or not. is, is a, a big factor in my decision. Uh, and like you, I like the Cardinals on a long play, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. Rob Bell, I like his draft. I like his attitude. Uh, and Rob's a competitor, so uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Yeah, I think that we all have the same sentiment. If Joe yeah. Piscopo was playing, I think this game's a little bit different. Mike Kramer, if you end up playing quarterback, I hope you prove us wrong and put on a show. Honestly, when we were doing, like, when we were just going over the games real quick, I kind of forgot that Douglas was on the Cardinals. Kind of. Uh, yeah, as soon as I, I'm not going to lie to you, as soon as I read, I read the, the roster, rosters, yeah, I, was I was like, like uh, damn. damn. I was like, damn, the Cardinals. And that's not a slight to the Ravens. That's just saying how good the line is going to be on both sides of the ball I, for the Cardinals. I was just thinking, it's going to be a long day for Rob Bell running away from Tompkins and Douglas on no, the line. it is. The Tommy Torrey, Fat Pete, yeah. Harnish, and Dylan Pro are going to have to try to do their best to stop them. Rob likes to run, though, so if you pursue too hard on Rob, Rob's going to kill you with his legs. Yep. Um, Rob, 
Go prove us wrong. I mean, go prove us right, honestly. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the last game of the day here. I would call this the game of the week, probably. Game game, uh, game of the week. Panthers versus the Falcons. Kurtzman, read us the 12-30 rosters of the Panthers. So this Falcons. is a championship rematch of the quarterbacks. We'll start with the Falcons. Anthony Mbimbo, Justin Farrar, Jack Starner, Nick Sano, Johnny McLevy, Dean Wiatrowski, Kevin Malone, Corey Nuzzi, Jiggy, Fadi Shillette, and Will O'Neill. For the Panthers, you have Augie Garbolato, Connor Romano, Matt Marola, Nick Zalek, Nick King, Rob Torino, Steve Verdesco, Joe Denoya, and Liam Riley. Mm. So my first thought is this is going to be a shootout. Yeah. I think that IB is very hard to stop with those receivers of Justin Jack and Sedano and McAlevey. I think he has Sedano playing line for him, actually. But off the line, Sedano, when someone's not guarding Sedano, Sedano's best when you're throwing the ball to him 10 yards or less from the line of scrimmage and just letting his feet do the work. Um, I'm excited to see IB back in action. I scrimmaged against IB. It was a very good game. He was missing some guys. I was missing some guys. So um, I'm excited to see his full team there and ready to go we haven't seen their full team yet he was missing one when he played against Suroff but that was as close to a full team as he's gotten um Augie's team I like their defense I think that they're gonna be in the backfield all game with possible people rushing are Connor Mono, Matt Marola, and Nick Zalek, Joe Noya. I think those are guys that all can dominate on defensive line on any given play um it's gonna come down to can the Panthers contain IB because IB is the most electric player in the league probably. I think you I think no TJ would definitely agree to that. Absolutely. Um I think this is a close one also, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it were a blowout either way. Offense possibly just couldn't get going. It's a struggling day. If one team gets out to a really bad start, I could see this the route being on for one team or the other. I am taking the Falcons in a somewhat close one. Between 7 and 10 points, probably. All right. I am taking the Panthers in this one. I'm going with Augie here. Augie was my preseason pick for MVP, and I think this is the beginning of his MVP campaign. I think this right here, if you come out week one and you beat IB, the defending champ quarterback. Get your revenge. Uh, get your revenge. Yep, and this is a championship rematch between Augie and IB. I, I said that. Yes. You obviously are not yeah. when I said <laughs> I was watching the Clippers game while Chris was speaking. Watching a 20-point game. Yeah, watching that. a 20-point game. But um, seriously, though, I think Justin versus Connor is the matchup of the week. It, you know, two top three picks in the draft. I think that's going to be a, a very, very good matchup on the perimeter. And I hope maybe if Connor, you know, you talked about Connor rushing the passer, they might have to have Connor out there guarding Justin. So that's going to be really interesting to see. And I think Justin's going to have to guard Connor, Connor the other way as well. And I know IB likes to play safety, so I, I want to see how they're going to do that. I think if there's uh, a lineman in the league, like, you know, few of them who could really get after IB, I think Matt is one of them, and I think Matt is experienced enough and has played IB enough times to say, like, all right, this is how we kind of want to play him, this is how we want to run after him. And I think that's really important when playing IB because he'll just run in the backfield forever. You have to know how you want to attack him. Um, and, listen, I love the Falcons team, and they're my pick to win the championship preseason. But for this week one, I think it's going to be a little bit of a wake-up call, and I like the Panthers here. Give me Augie in his MVP run starting week one, Dad. Wow, this is a tough one for me. Uh, I always say never bet against Augie. Uh, but, uh, I think you also could yeah, probably you, say that about yeah, IB yeah, as yeah. well, right? And you said never bet against Sobs. So who, what, who, maybe you just don't bet. <laughs> maybe. If, if I, like I said, to me this could be a toss-up, could be a pick-em. Uh, if I had it I just on paper alone, I'm saying that Augie's got the better team. But again, um, 
this is the, we're talking about this league's Lamar Jackson and IB. Oh, so so Sobs is Bron and <laughs> Sobs is Bron because he's, he's destined to be in the finals every year. Okay, but IB IB is a talent that is just unmatched in this league. Um, and if week one, like I said, uh, because you don't know how the teams are going to shape up just yet, I go with the uh, the quarterback play. And I got to give the edge to uh, to IB here, so I'm going to go with the uh, Falcons. Last week. last season, Kurtzman beat IB week one, and then it set him off for the rest of the season to go. I think you could see something very similar here. Very possible. Very possible. Um, one thing I want to say about this game is that both quarterbacks have game plans coming out. I know that for a fact. Like, I know they're both. They both know what they want to do on both sides of the ball. They want to like they they're ready. For, I know both of them are going to come out ready, which is why. At the same time, when I just said there could be a route, uh, the route could be on early if one team gets off to a, a rough start. With the teams being ready to play, IB's team got three scrimmages in before the season. Uh, Augie's team is getting his second in tomorrow night. Love if you want to come watch a scrimmage, uh, my team will be scrimmaging IB, um, Augie's team at 6 o'clock at Lombardi Wednesday night if you want to come do. watch. Something to do. A couple week, couple days before the season starts, all he wants to fine tune his team one more time before getting ready to go. Yeah, that maybe you should go and ref and get a practice game in since you haven't seen it in a while. That's on him if he wants to yeah, do if that or not. Um, <laughs> one team we didn't talk about, obviously my team. My team has the bye this week. Yeah. Um, we play two scrimmages, so we're getting the third scrimmage in tomorrow. So I'm not worried about my team heading into week two. My only concern is that the scrimmages are very close to the live game, but the live game has a little bit of a different feel. In terms of like the shit talking is really high. I know my team will be talking a lot of shit with True. We'll be out there talking a lot of shit. Um, my only thing, only concern with my team would be that do we get off to a little bit of a rocky start in the first week because other teams already had experience, already made their big time adjustments. The be- the most adjustments in any season come from between week one and week two. So I think we'll be fine, but we have an extra week to prepare. All right. I think that's pretty much it for this week. Again, I think this podcast is half the the time it will usually be moving right forward. Now? We are at thir- 33 minutes right now. So wow. I think it will be double this in the, the upcoming weeks, especially after week one. We'll have so many things to talk about. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry if, if I didn't mention your name and I'm not that familiar with these teams yet. And if you're probably sitting here, well, how could you think they're going to beat us when we have this advantage over them and that? It literally just comes down to me. I don't have a great feel for it yet. Yeah. I need to see it week one. After week one, I'll have a phenomenal feel for it. And I would. I honestly think I'm going undefeated in my picks after week one. So, A um, couple <laughs> things. Um, going forward, this is going to be the schedule for which things come out like every year every year every week you guys are texting me like where are the pictures where are the videos where's the have a days whatever that is i just want to read you guys the schedule this is i'm very on top of it i have a schedule i the photographers know when they need to get me things by so i just want to outline how the season's going to go each week okay so the games are on saturdays as you know from 10 o'clock to two o'clock um we usually banter about the games on saturdays after at somebody's house and just talk whatever um so on sundays podcast week one recap will be every sunday night posted sunday night so you have it on monday morning um mondays we're going to make sure the videos are onto youtube so you can go onto your onto the youtube on your phone screen record any highlights that are on there from your games each game will be on our youtube we'll link we'll put all that stuff on the twitter so you can see it on the instagram so you can see it you send your videos in for your highlights that'll make the montage that comes out on that's like a thursday friday thing so that's the hype up for the next week um tuesdays will be pictures and instagram pictures for have a days pictures will come out i'll make sure the photographer has it to us by monday night so i can send them out on tuesday morning and on wednesday will be the following week's preview podcast and then thursday and friday are just going to be like 
funny things on the Instagram, on the Twitter, just to kind of get everyone ready for the next week. Um, trying to keep everyone involved, keep everyone active in the league. Um, if you have any suggestions to gameplay, rules, precautions, uh, podcast segments, anything you think would be cool to add, funny to add, anything you want, hit us up. I'm down to listen to any suggestion. Um, jerseys came in today. They will be available at week one. Reminder, if you do not pay, you do not play. Yep. So that is that. Dogs of the Week coming back. Dogs of the Week. Tommy's <laughs> Dogs of the Week for each week will be coming back. We'll make sure that the games he doesn't see me and TJ will take care of those those yeah, dogs. dogs of the Week. Um, besides that, I Change am, Dogs of the Week to Demon of the Week. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll get a change. Um, yeah, so your cabins will be sending you out. Every, all the information I send them, they will be sending to you. So be on a lookout for that. Make sure you read the rules and all the regulations that we're going to be taking care of. I am very excited for the season to start. It's been a long time coming. I'm very upset that I am not playing this weekend. It's a tragedy. I have a haircut on Thursday. Not going to be good for it. No, I'm excited. So let's get out there. Let's make sure to get there early for the games. Early, If you're early for your game, you stand outside of the gate, not inside the gate. I'll take your temperature. I will give you your jersey, but you will wait. You yep. don't come on the field until the next game, until that game ends and the people are off the field. Right. I think that pretty much covers it. Um, obviously, we are super excited for this to start. We will see you guys on Saturday. Very exciting time. 10 o'clock start. We will be there at 8. I'll be there at 8.15 probably. All right. We will see you guys then. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'll be dropping podcasts every single week, probably twice a week. for Twice a week, twice a week recap and then the preview. Make sure you guys follow the podcast, subscribe to it on all the platforms it is available, and we will see you on Saturday. Peace.